Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie! The Pota! What a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human floorburn. Oh, don't mess with the boots. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of Free League Ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh, my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Jordan Malley at Jordan C. Malley. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text to voicemail line, always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans at 331-979-1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Speaking of things on today's show, a few things I wanted to talk about. Scottie Pippen announces an autobiography dropping soon. The NBA announces its plans for Summer League. It's on. It's happening. And Nikola Jokic was officially named yesterday the NBA MVP for the 2021 NBA season. So we'll talk a little bit about how improbable his ascent to the league's MVP is and the role that the Bulls' new VP of basketball ops, Arturis Karnaschovas, had in bringing Nikola Jokic to the NBA and the optimism that that brings for this guy finding talent wherever he finds talent. So first things first. Via his Instagram account earlier today, Scottie Pippen announces that he has written a autobiography, uh, which was uh, really exciting news for me. If I had an issue of the few issues I had with the Last Dance documentary last year, which was wildly entertaining and a great nostalgic trip down memory lane for those of us who were around for the dynasty of the 90s, I felt like Scottie got a pretty raw deal in that documentary. You know, they they did focus a little bit on his background story and I believe it was the second episode where Scotty was the, you know, the main figure um talking about his family, large family in a poor area of Arkansas and uh the fact that, you know, the the contract that eventually made him so unhappy in Chicago because he was probably one of the most underpaid athletes in professional sports at the time, if not ever was a decision he made to support the long-term financial future of his family and being the one who could take care of his big family, including a father and a brother who were both disabled. 
So they they touched on that in the doc. But the other Scotty stuff in the doc was the migraine headache in game seven against Detroit, sitting out in the in that playoff game against the Knicks, where Tony Kukoc hits the game winner. The you know, the bad back that ailed him in the 98 finals. A lot of the Scotty stuff in the doc was Scotty falling short. Scotty isn't good enough. Scotty's selfish. Scotty sat out. Scotty delayed his surgery because he didn't want to fuck his summer up. His own words, but MJ saying at that point and in several other instances, Scotty was being selfish. So I do think that Scotty was fair after the doc when he was asked about it to say, yeah, I didn't love it. (laughs) If I were Scotty, I wouldn't have loved that doc either. So now we get news today that he has written an autobiography called Unguarded, penned with award-winning sports journalist Michael Arkish, scheduled to release mid-November later this fall. Pre-order is already available, and you know this dude has already filled out his pre-order. If there is a book about the Bulls or anything Bulls-related, I'm buying it and I'm reading it ASAP. So, interesting stuff here from Scotty uh, with the announcement of the book saying, quote, the last dance was really more about Michael Jordan than the Chicago Bulls. It was his story. This book is mine, end quote. Um Apparently, he, among many topics in this book, talks about his transparent takes on his teammate and the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, his coach, Phil Jackson, a hated rival, Isaiah Thomas and the bad boy Pistons. And he talks about a lot of these uh, controversial moments in his career, including that game three in 94 in the Eastern Conference semis against the Knicks, where he refused to come in for that last final play because Phil Jackson drew up a play and a shot for not him, but for Tony Kukoc. So a lot of interesting stuff I am sure will come out in this book. And I hope that it is a book that will give Bulls fans a greater appreciation for Scottie Pippen. I think that he is, when you talk about the history of Chicago sports, still, despite being, you know, the Robin to MJ's Batman and a guy who won six rings, and was responsible, second only to MJ, for those six rings, so underappreciated um, among Bulls fans and the NBA at large. And I, I hope that with his his side of the story, which is basically what it's sounding like he's saying with this autobiography, like, okay, yeah, the last dance was cool, whatever. That was MJ. That was MJ restamping his I'm the GOAT MFers in documentary four. I can't wait to read Scotty's side of a lot of this stuff. A lot of those stories from back in the dramatic eight-year chaos that was six titles in eight years. His side of the beef with Jerry Krause, his side of his, at times, beef with Michael Jordan. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm guessing we're also going to get some, some Scotty and Rodman stuff in this book because... Scotty and Rodman are cool now. You know, like earlier this year when the jump was coming out, when Rodman's doc came out last year, um, Scotty and Dennis were on the jump together, and it was great, and they were laughing and reminiscing. And and clearly there was a mutual respect once they became teammates, but there is no denying the fact that when Rodman was a member of those bad boy Pistons and Scotty and the Bulls just were failing to get over that hump time and time again, 
he and Dennis did not like each other. He thought Dennis was a dirty player. All of the instances and, you know, the the final game in 91 when the Bulls finally beat him and Dennis had that dirty shove, shoving Pippen out of bounds on the baseline. Uh, and and the, the story of when the Bulls were thinking about the Dennis trade, uh, you know, Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause, them all standing around and and telling Dennis, you, you got to go into the living room and apologize to Scottie Pippen. Like that kind of stuff. I want to see and hear Scottie's side of the story because I feel like Scotty has never really had, maybe not had an opportunity, but has never really decided that it was the right time to give his side of the story. He's always been a pretty reserved guy. He'll go on these various ESPN shows and appearances, and he'll do interviews here and there, and he'll talk about the good old days in the dynasty. But it's he's always seemed like a pretty reserved guy when it comes to giving him his, his real opinions on things. Um, and so I... As someone who has always felt Scotty is underappreciated as a part of this dynasty story, cannot wait, cannot wait to read his book. Um, and I'm sure that there will be some pretty enlightening things that that Bulls fans might learn for the first time because it's the first time that Scotty speaks about it openly. Um, so great news there. As I said, if if you're as eager as I am to read this book. Pre-order is already available. There's a link on Scotty's Instagram story right now to that pre-order site. So um, go get yourself a copy. And um, uh, I'm sure that as soon as I get my hands on a copy of this book and read it, we will be talking about some of the greatest elements to that book right here on Locked on Bulls. So similar feeling of, oh my God, I can't wait. Give it to me already that we had with the Last Dance doc last year. I, I am almost just as excited and impatient to get my hands on the Scotty Pippen autobiography. Cannot wait. Okay, we've got to talk about some news with the NBA's, uh, not G League, uh, NBA's Summer League making a comeback later this summer. Exciting news there. Talk a little bit about what the Bulls might do, who the Bulls might send. First, though, want to tell you guys about that Michelob Ultra moment of this week. So Michelob is doing this really cool thing. You've probably seen it around Twitter and social media uh, using the hashtag Ultra Moment for these NBA playoffs um, and, and all sports all over the place. So there is an Ultra Moment of the week every week for us here on an NBA show talking about these NBA playoffs and the one that I decided to pick as my first ultra moment of this past week, some of you might think, eh, whatever, whatever. The game was already over. The dagger of a lob that Trey Young threw to John Collins in the final seconds of game one against Philly in the conference semis, that's, that's my pick for the first ultra moment um, of the second round NBA playoffs. We've had a couple of blowouts in the second round so far, and you're hoping that we get some, some more competitive games down the road. But as, and, and I talked about Trey Young and these surprisingly competitive in the playoffs Atlanta Hawks on a recent show. Um, and, and you know, the, the what ifs as if the, um, in a world where the bulls were the ones who ended up with Trey Young in the 2018 draft. But that to me was an awesome moment of clearly Atlanta was an underdog coming into this series against Philly. Um, 
And yes, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a not 100% Joel Embiid, and that's really unfortunate. But for the Hawks to win game one on the road against Philly, uh, the, the amazing game that Trey Young had, and to put his final stamp on that, where I think he padded their lead from, from three to five with just this outrageously beautiful lob, uh, he almost like falling down, falling forward, kind of lost his balance behind the three-point line just chucks up this one-handed lob that beautifully finds its way to Collins on the far side of the rim and flushes it home, and that was it. That was like, boom, holy crap. Atlanta just stole game one in Philly. It was just an iconic, these are the NBA playoffs kind of moment as I watched it unfold. So that is my selection for the first Michelob Ultra moment of these second round series. Go check out tons of the exciting ultra moments on Insta- on Instagram, on Twitter, all over social media with that hashtag ultra moment. It's only worth it if you enjoy it at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Enjoy yourself a Michelob Ultra while watching these NBA playoffs. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Okay, so next piece of news that is relevant to the Bulls. We got word from the NBA that the summer league is a go. It's happening. Here are some of the details. It will happen at UNLV, one of the regular sites for NBA Summer League, from August 8th to August 17th. So I think that that's going to be overlapping at least at some at, at certain parts with the Summer Olympics that'll be going on. So we'll be seeing some NBA players playing for Team USA in the Summer Olympics and also seeing some young players, up-and-coming players in the NBA Summer League simultaneously. All 30 NBA teams will each play five games. After each team plays four of those five games, the teams with the two best records through their first four games will play for the Summer League Championship. Shout-out to Denzel Valentine, wherever he is. Um, There will be seven or eight of these Summer League games played per day. Broadcast schedule, TBD. But tickets go on sale June 23rd in just a couple of weeks. So if you were thinking about maybe making a trip out to Vegas this summer, you can get yourself some tickets to these summer league games, which is very, very cool. I know I was uh, definitely missing out on summer league last year when the world was shut down and chaos everywhere. You know, we we still got the bubble and, and we're all happy for that, but Summer League is that little piece of the NBA offseason where you can get a look at who might be making their way to an active spot in an NBA rotation this this season. Who looks good? Of the players just drafted, who looks good? Who looks like they still need a lot of work? So when it comes to the Bulls and Summer League, what we have heard from AK and Billy Donovan in their end-of-season comments they kind of were already talking as if they knew Summer League was going to happen before it was made official just uh, just on Wednesday. So it sounds like they are absolutely planning on making the best of and taking, uh, you know, getting everything they can out of Summer League. So the big question is, who will be there? Who will the Bulls send to participate in these five Summer League games? You would think that Patrick Williams will play. Um, you know, uh, we've also talked about how he has been invited along with Kobe White to go train with Zach on the West Coast this summer. So we'll see, um, you know, if he does that and then also goes and plays in Summer League. 
I think Patrick Williams certainly could be a player, you know, entering second year who, if he does go to summer league, could dominate in a five-game stretch of summer league, maybe help him build up a little bit of confidence heading into training camp and heading in to the 21-22 season. The other interesting question is, will the Bulls, who I believe currently have the 38th pick in the second round of this draft, make a select, keep that pick and make a selection in the second round and send that player to summer league? You would assume so if they do, in fact, keep that pick. And what about the guy that Jordan and I were just talking about earlier this week, Marco Simonovich, their second round pick from last year's draft? AK mentioned that he is very much so in the team's future plans, but will it be as soon as they are going to use one of their 15 roster spots this upcoming season on the the stretch big who's currently playing overseas and had himself a pretty pretty strong season just this past season, especially if Lowry Markkinen walks in free agency or they, or they do a sign-and-trade, if they can figure one out, and needing to bolster the depth of that front court a little bit and the departure of one Lowry Markkinen, do AK and Eversley decide and is Marco also on board with the decision, now's the time, let's get you over here. We want you in a Bulls jersey for this upcoming season, and let's start by getting you into these summer league games. Um, I would not mind seeing that at all. You know, you can watch this guy play um, in his, you know, his EuroLeague games um, and, you know, watch his clips on YouTube. And summer league ain't the NBA, but it would be good to see him come to the States play with some NBA caliber players, uh, at, at least some, and, and see what we have. Just put him in a new environment, a more similar to the NBA environment in, in NBA Summer League, and see what you got. Uh, maybe get a closer look at this guy than Bulls fans have been able to, other than basically just watching his highlights on YouTube um, over the past year since he was drafted. So exciting to have NBA Summer League back. Uh, we'll we'll see who is there representing the Bulls. I hope P-Dub plays. I think it would be good for him. Um, I also hope that Marco Simonovic plays uh, and the Bulls are, are bringing him into the fold because maybe it's just the Nico Jokic stuff recently. But I I feel really eager to see what this kid Simonovic can do. Um, our guy Casey Johnson had a funny tweet the other day after you know uh, Jokic's MVP uh, appointment was officially announced. He was officially crowned saying, you know, no pressure, Marco Simonovic, <laughs> the Bulls second round pick, you know, all right. Yeah. We, we have just learned that it's possible to be the MVP of the league after being drafted 41st in the second round. If Jokic could do it, you can do it. So let's see what you got. So we will talk a little bit further about the Jokic MVP appointment and his ties to AK in just a minute. First, though, I want to tell y'all about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all that action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and even UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as these NBA teams are making their runs to the NBA Finals. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So you sign up for an account at betonline.ag. You make a deposit, say throw in 100 bucks right off the bat. BetOnline is going to give you an extra 50 bucks to play with. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that's promo code locked on when you sign up. Today's episode is also brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavors? If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They've got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all these flavors, you can get a mixed box from their website, BuiltBar.com, to get two of each of these nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors are the best tasting, but they're healthy for you too. Most of these flavors come jam-packed with 17 whole grams of protein, but only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so congrats to the 2021 NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they had a tough loss in game one against the Suns. Uh, CP3 certainly looked more like his old self in that game after being hobbled through most of the Lakers series with his shoulder. We'll see if Denver can bounce back. I certainly hope they can. Um, but this Jokic MVP story is is just so cool. Um, and if you haven't read it, I highly recommend if you are someone who enjoys good, long-form, quality sports journalism, a piece that was released uh, like about a week ago um, via the Denver Post and their Nuggets reporter, Mike Singer. Uh, the title of the column is How Nikola Jokic Became the NBA's Most Improbable MVP. Uh, again, and it's Mike Singer is the is the author for the Denver Post. You can find it by doing a quick search online. Uh, it's a great read if you haven't read it. But so in this column, it's a lot of the origin story of Nikola Jokic and how he found his way to the NBA as just, you know, a kid from overseas who by, you know, the eye test was, I, I don't know if that guy could play in the NBA. He's not athletic. He's not this. He's not that. A lot of that kind of story. And one of the players in the story of this column is our new executive vice president of basketball operations, Arturis Karnaschovas, who at the time was the assistant GM for the Denver Nuggets in that 2014 draft when they not only fleeced the Bulls in the McDermott for Gary Harrison use of Nurkic trade, but later that night in the second round picked this season's NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic from Serbia. So Jokic has some cool quotes in here, and there's also just like some fun co uh, contextual stories about when he, for the first time, went and, and met with Nikola Jokic and his brother. Um, and it was, hold on, let me see if I can find it. They went to uh, the, the P3 um, camp, and that is where Tim Connolly, the president of the Nuggets, sent AK and the team's head scout to go get a look at Jokic. So it was July 2014. So a couple, you know, uh, 
July 2014, Karnashovas and the Nuggets director of scouting, Jim Klabanoff, went to Santa Barbara, where Jokic and his brothers were working out at P3, Peak Performance Project, a data-driven gym that studies and analyzes athlete movement. It was the first extended time Karnashovas had ever spent with Jokic's brothers, and it was then that the idea of Jokic remaining at Mega for one more season was born. Karnashovas on Jokic here, quote, great kid, goofy, great family and support system. All the questions around him were about his physical tools, meaning stronger, higher, faster, which he never was a great athlete, but he was always long, a great feel. You cannot teach that part. High basketball IQ, great body control and balance. Uh, and then here is the head of scouting for Denver at the time, Klebanoff, following up on that saying, quote, I'm dispatched to go and hang out with them for a little bit. I go there and our tourist says to me, they're Balkan. They might not understand your sense of humor. Just tone it down. Be careful. Tread lightly. Within 30 minutes, I'm hanging out with them. We go to a market. We're getting along so well. And I had to have that picture taken of me in a shopping cart with Nicola and Nemanja and send it to our tourists. Um, and there's a great picture in this column of this tiny little guy, Klebanov, who is the scout, hanging out in the aisle of a grocery store with Jokic and his equally large brother. Um, and uh, here is Klebanov following up on the story of that time hanging out with Jokic and his brother. We go back to the apartment or the little house where they're staying. We go into the backyard. We cook a meal and just talked about family and life. In one evening, I learned about Balkan family values. You can sit with your friends of 20 years and talk about American society and our culture and family, but just to see two brothers who have their little brother under their wing, it was really eye-opening. Uh, and there's a great picture here of AK with Jokic and his brother um, on that visit. So this scouting that was done for the Serbian Adriatic League, I mean, how many NBA teams are, are sending scouts there? Well, fast forward to 2021, and I'm, I'm guessing a, a hell of a lot more than there were prior to this. So I think Connolly and Arturis and everybody in that Nuggets organization, they didn't necessarily see Jokic as future MVP. They even say as much in this column, but they, they believed that he could play in the NBA. When a lot of scouts who had looked at Jokic said, wrong body type, not athletic enough, you know, uh, just this, that, and that. He doesn't have it. But Arturis saw, along with his his colleagues in Denver, the things that Jokic did have to his game and the balance. And you see that with Jokic. I mean, the, the dude, whether he's creating a shot for himself, creating a, a shot and a, and a beautiful pass for a teammate, his body looks like it shouldn't have the grace and balance that it does on an NBA floor, obviously, but he does. And somehow AK saw that. He saw the basketball IQ with Jokic when maybe not a lot of people did. And so Bulls fans are sitting here right now saying, okay, same team. This dude, Marco Simonovic, who we drafted in the second round, played at Mega where Jokic played. Did, did we steal the next Nikola Jokic? in last year's draft, and, and how excited should we be? Pump the brakes on that comp just because they played for the same team in the same league. They're, they don't project to be similar players. 
Marco is more of, from what I can tell, a stretch four kind of player where Jokic is like the reinvented NBA center who can do it all. He can shoot threes. He can just absolutely bully you in the post. He's got great fundamentals and footwork working from the post. And he also has eyes on the back of his head and an amazing point center in ways that only a handful of NBA centers have been able to play. And, you know, he's an example of one of those guys who, when he was younger, played a fair amount of point guard and has still those abilities of being a floor general, seeing the floor, having the great basketball IQ to know, all right, I'm shooting on this possession or I'm finding that mismatch and getting my teammate the ball over there or I'm hitting this guy for a corner three. He has those, the you know, the point guard wirings in his brain, but he also despite not being super muscular, at least in appearance, can dominate people with his body. That is a rare breed of player in the NBA. And I don't think that that's who Marco Simonovich is and will be. But the very exciting thing about this whole Jokic MVP love fest, and those who are still saying undeserving MVP this season, I, I don't know what you know what what you're looking at it wasn't unanimous Steph Curry got I think five first place votes I think maybe um uh Joel Embiid got one or two but Jokic got the rest <laughs> save for one first place vote for Derek Rose which we learned was actually from the communal voting of fans who now have one vote for MVPs um but it, it was not uh, unanimous but convincing MVP for Jokic and Bulls fans are saying did we did we just low key find another gem from you know mega from the Adriatic League where probably not a whole lot of people are looking and not a lot of people are getting drafted from because AK did it seven years ago with Jokic and, and look how that's gone I, I would say it's not likely that if and when Marco comes to the NBA and, and is thrown on a Bulls jersey, he is as good of a player as being in the MVP conversation and, my God, even winning MVP. I think this Jokic story is rare. And as the, the column here, columnist here from the Denver Post, Mike Singer, put it, improbable. Seems impossible. But the fact that the Bulls now have as their head of basketball ops a guy who has this web into the most talented players overseas and has proven what he can do scouting international talent. And just like the other day, uh, Jordan and I were talking about this latest rumor that the Bulls might be interested in that EuroLeague um, uh, MVP, uh, the, the point guard, Mitchich. Like, it's Mitchich, it's... Um, you know, it's it's uh, Marco Simonovic. Will I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the Bulls, as of right now, do have their second round pick in this upcoming 2021 NBA draft. Will we see him go overseas again with another pick? Who knows? But what I do know is that while Jokic deserves most of the credit for this improbable MVP run because he did the work himself, and there are other interesting quotes in this column about his teammates saying over the last couple of years, he really had to teach himself how to push himself because there were some nights where he was just kind of indifferent. Um, and 
didn't want to dominate every night. And this season, something clicked, something changed, and he decided to go out and dominate every night. But the, the remarkable way in which Jokic was able to flourish in the NBA is, his, is, is the credit due to him. But you have to give Arturis, and, and not just Arturis, because, again, there were a lot of people involved. Klebanoff, the, the head scout, Connolly, the president who told AK to go do this. But Arturis saying, this guy, we need to draft this guy, should make Bulls fans feel good about his ability to find talent. And, again, it's not like I'm saying that Marco Simonovic is going to come put on a Bulls jersey next year and be, you know, franchise changing. But it's really cool to see what's happened with Jokic this season and know that the guy who was instrumental in bringing him to the NBA when a lot of people thought he couldn't play in the NBA and see him about to hold the MVP trophy, that guy is now with us. And how many times did we complain and moan about Gar and his scouting circle basically being the state border of Iowa. We have a highly respected scout on a global level running our basketball program now. And we'll see where it goes. But the Jokic thing is just an awesome, awesome story. And AK is a big part of it. So Bulls fans should feel good about that. That's it for today. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us all week. Hope you all have a great weekend. Jordan and I will be back next week with some fresh episodes. Uh, I'm hitting the road. I'm going to New York for a trip out there to see some friends. And uh, fear not, I'm going to bring my laptop, my mic, everything I need so we can be continuing to do episodes next week. Because we know, even though it's off season for the Bulls, you guys need this content, and we want to be here to provide it for you. Thanks again to our sponsors for today's show, Michelob Ultra. Check out those Michelob hashtag ultra moments on all of social media for the best in the world of sports. Thanks also to Bet Online and Built Bar. Just a reminder, you can always hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. For my partner, Jordan Malley, Matt Peck saying, have a great weekend, Bulls Nation, and we'll see you next week. See you, Red. Be good. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.